You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Guess who's here? Hi, everybody. Oh, you're back. Sort of. I'd like <laughs> to say I'm barely here physically. I'm totally here in spirit. Um, yeah, and it's been a little while. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's been it's a been, few weeks. Yeah, there's been, been a few weeks. Well, it's all been right. Band recording. He's going like the band was recording. Yeah, we all we talked about it. Yeah, just yeah. all kinds of chaos happening. Uh, and tonight kind of went sideways too, even before. Yeah, we had a we had a game plan for we, tonight. Yeah, we were good and yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, it's episode one fourteen of Real Crime. Uh, we were initially going to be talking about. The Motley Crue movie, The yeah, Dirt. The Dirt, yeah. On Netflix. I cranked it out yesterday. Um, go ahead. Everybody's been talking about this movie. It's been in everybody's Facebook feed, so we were kind of like, oh, yeah, let's just uh, let's touch it. base on this one because it's kind of popular right now. And we're going to still. We're going to do it next week. Unfortunately, Miss Mara is sick this week, so we're just kind of well. We're kind of flying off the cuff tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just going to cancel it, I guess. That was the idea. I was like five minutes from here, and Chris decided to call me. And I'm like, oh, I'm five minutes away. But I was like, that's fine. Whatever. No problem at all. But then yeah. you were like, hey, man. Well, I still had to go and get oranges. I had to, I had to make a stop and get oranges, and that's where you got me. Well, actually, I was at the, the guitar store. But I still had to get oranges and stuff before I came here. Uh, so I got my, my, my chores done, at least. And I decided just to stop by here and say hello. And Chris is like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just try to just bang something out? You're already yeah. here. You might as well just get it done. Right? Why not just, yeah. I mean, this is how this show started. The first couple episodes was just me and you. Just talking about whatever. Yeah. yeah so. It's amazing that it was a couple years ago now. Yeah. God, man. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. You know, time, time time flies when you're talking about movies. And having, I get, yeah. You're, and we're having fun. We're having, we're totally having fun. If we're not having fun, then there's no point to do. There's it. no point of doing this thing. So yeah, so yeah, we're gonna bang something out here. We're kind, of, we got an idea, kind of an idea, but I even I don't know the hell, where the hell this is gonna go. So yeah, Chris. Well, first let's mention our sponsors. Let's make some money. Sellermans, as usual, get down there, Hazel Park, Michigan. Check out some live music. Yeah. Check out their phenomenal mead. Not meat, mead. Their mead. <laughs> Everybody's like meat. What? I think I'm gonna be going there this Friday. There's uh there's some some pretty good bands playing there friday uh so if you want to come hang out with me which i know you all do sweet i'll be there on friday at the world famous sutherman's in hazel park michigan cool cool and then obviously the flint institute of arts we mention them every week oh those people are so amazing yeah i'm i'm kind of excited to see what they've got coming up for the summer i'm gonna get a hold of shane and see what they've got going on down there i asked shane to go out with me but he said no it's a she i well yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why she said no that's why she said no yeah I, I didn't say i asked her to go out with okay. me or i asked him to go i said i asked shane to go out with me uh-huh. i knew very well what her <laughs> what her sex was chris i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and then of course projectorscreen.com make yes. sure you check those guys out too totally in news this week, not much going on, but it was announced today that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is going to be in California at Disneyland and at in Florida at Hollywood Studios, I believe it is, the park is actually putting its early reservations on sale the first week of May. So if you want to get into that Star Wars theme park in about a week and a half, you're going to be able to order your tickets for it. For real. Yeah. Because this is the only reason that I haven't, Amber keeps 
pushing me to go to Disney again, which it's always a nightmare for me. I said, well, why don't we hold off? Yeah. And wait for the Star Wars thing to open. You know, so yep. I guess we're on we're on the cusp of that now. So very um, soon. It's a good takeaway for me because now I can say, OK, it's time for us to go to, to Disney World. Full size Millennium Falcon on site. What could go wrong? There's a hotel also, from what I understand. Yes. You stay in like they yeah. have, they're actually going to have the bar. Oh, I know. Right. I'm going to have to save for about a year to I'm do so this. Going, you'll piss so much money away. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Man. They've already announced like special Black Series Star Wars figures are going to be available there. You know. All yeah. kinds of collectibles and shit. Yeah, I'm all over that. And then Endgame. I saw Avengers Endgame earlier today. If you're a fan of the Marvel series of films, strongly, strongly suggest seeing this movie as fast as you can. By my measure, this is the best of the entire series. So if you're into the Avengers or any of the Marvel Studios movies, make sure you get out and see that one. It's estimated to make somewhere between 800 and 900 million domestically right now. It's got to be a record. Yeah, it'll it's going to kick asses. It'll beat the numbers from the last one easily. Wow. So, that's out this weekend and then in other Star Wars news, John Boyega, who plays Finn in this new trilogy, came out this week and said he's done. That if they ask him to come back and play Finn again, he's not going to do it. He okay. doesn't want to do any more Star Wars. He doesn't want to be typecast. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. And then last little bit of news today. I just read about this before Scott came over. Leonardo DiCaprio is signing on to star in Guillermo del Toro's new film, Nightmare Alley. So fucking awesome. Yeah. Great actor. Great creator. Great director. All working together. It'll rule. Yeah. I, I hate to say this, but I can't see that failing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, those guys will make it happen. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And that's it for news. New releases this week. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit coming out, but <laughs> Avengers Endgame hits Thursday night. That's the one you're going to see. That's the one you're going to see yeah. because that's the one everybody's going to see. I saw it today. It's like three hours and one minute long. And just so you guys know, there's no real stinger in this movie. Like, there's always this end scene. Yeah. In this one, there's a little audio clip at the end, but it doesn't let you know anything. So just this listen. This is the end, though. This is the end of this phase. Like, yeah. this is all done now. So, in a, you know, there's other movies that are coming out, out yeah. of this, and there's going to be another Avengers phase. Okay. But this is the completion of this, you know, 10 to 12-year arc. So. All right. So, my suggested viewing this week is Avengers Endgame. I don't really have to say anything more about it. I don't want to bog you guys down with that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely see it as soon as possible. All right. They really do a great job with bringing so much of the continuity together. They never mess it up with this. It's massive. So check that one out. Cool. What do you got, Scott? You know, I am making life changes as we discussed. <laughs> and one of the things I'm making a change in is the films that I view. Uh, I've always been chastised by everybody around me for saying, you know, for at least nowadays more that I'm more drawn to the more, I guess, depressing, serious, more, I guess, disturbing type films, not the goofy horror type stuff. But I mean, just, you know, interesting plot lines and things like that. But most of the films I really like to get into nowadays, newer films are the ones that are more or less a bummer, right? Um, yeah, there's so, a lot of them too. Yeah, and so one of the things I'm trying to do because, well, I think I, I mentioned I mentioned this to you, bright, uh, 
briefly a little bit ago, I'm having some anxiety issues and stuff like that now, and it's causing health issues for me now. So one of the things I, and I, you know, it's funny because, you know, this is inter interesting to discuss because I'd, I'd like to know what other people think about this too. Because like, for example, um, I remember when I first started watching The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. like when it was good, <laughs> I guess, I don't yeah. know, that's just my opinion. Um I would watch this thing from week to week, and I would find my anxiety like getting up now. And I always thought, well, hey, that's good story writing. It's getting my it's getting my heart rate up. It's making me, you know, uh, I'm getting into this because I'm getting invested in this emotionally, right? Uh, and I think that's a positive thing, I guess, with art when you're watching films. Uh, but I find myself, I've been finding myself getting that more and more with everything I watch, right? So that point aside. I said, okay, well, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to watch more comedies because I just don't watch enough comedies. Everybody's like, you know, Amber, <laughs> that's Amber's favorite stuff around our house. So um, I'm like, I'm going to start watching more comedies. And, you know, of course, then I had to hear, well, I told you so. You should watch more funny movies. You'll laugh and make you feel better. <laughs> Which I'm like, you know, yeah, they, do, they will make me feel better. So, well, one thing we had the Kevin Smith episode not too long ago, and I embarrassingly admitted that I never saw Zach and Mary make a porno right oh it's hilarious um yeah it's a really funny movie is it my favorite kevin smith movie not mm -hmm. by a long shot uh but it's hysterical i was sitting there cracking up and it really was fun to you know watch a movie and laugh a, a little bit you know and and i we watched a green book recently oh also yeah you were funny. telling me about that and i and amber's like i haven't seen you laugh so hard in a long time you <laughs> really enjoyed it i mean and i did it was it was done so well that even like just how the movie was moving along i was cracking up so i'm like this is just so ridiculous these guys are just killing me they're funny right so now yeah zach and mary make a porno kevin smith great film really enjoyed it however amber turned me on to this series on hulu called letter kenny have you heard of this before? I have not heard of this. And I, you know what? I just started watching it, and it's basically in, 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 in you know, I, I may screw this up because I don't know. I'm, I, of course, I'm going to start diving into it and learning all the characters and all that stuff. But basically, they're in, uh, they're in, somewhere in Ontario. It's in Canada, and they're farmers. It's like this small town called Letterkenny, Letterkenny, oh my God, in, in Canada. And these are like real, like, like Canadian hillbillies, right? But and the dialogue is just bizarre. It's Canadian dialogue, um, I imagine. Hey. Uh, and but the it's just a really funny. You know, they're just half an hour episodes, and it's great comedy. It's just hysterical. I don't want to spoil it. It's unique though. I've never seen the the acting. the The dialogue they do is really fast and and, and aggressive and but and very funny too. Uh, a lot of talent. Uh, on the set of this thing. I don't know a lot of the stuff about it yet, but I just yeah. started really diving into it the last couple of days and I'm really enjoying it. It's it's hysterical. Uh so if you haven't if you have Hulu, you can find Letterkenny. I'm really getting a kick out of that right now. It's a lot of fun. So cool. you'll be hearing a lot more comedy stuff from me, I think, uh down the road here as far as stuff I'm watching. It is hard to find good comedies though. Yeah. It really it, is. Yeah. Well you know what I mean I struggle with that. I've said this before about um newer comedy and I've been, you know, I've like Hot Tub Time Machine. I saw that one. Amber sat me down and made me watch that. <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, it's funny, but it's terrible. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, well, it's it's well done. It's not, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Well, it, I mean, technically it's done very well. But in the comedy, like you know, contemporary comedy, you know, the real slapstick stuff like that, Scooby, um, 
I just think it's a little too much of a slap in the face. And I blame the Waynes brothers for that. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. And everything I'm saying is actually kind of complimentary. Yeah. Because the Waynes brothers, uh, when they did, for example, like, uh, what was it? Scary movie, scary movie two. Yeah, they, they did a bunch of those, like, those spoof were, type movies, they, and they were, but they were really like, they were very literal. Like if you if there was something about a dick, you're gonna see a dick, right? Right. Uh, you know, there's nothing to be left to the imagination, which is a lot of fun. I I have no problem with that, but I still like to be left with a bit of mystery and not actually have to have everything shown me. I think we can use our minds to a certain degree. And I think that's what I liked about old comedy is that it, I, you know, at least the, the comedy I grew up watching, you know, all the national lampoon stuff, for example, which to me was the best, you know, that was pretty much top of the heap. I just watched that movie on Netflix about national lampoon the other night. Oh, what was that? Oh, uh, something futile gesture. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, and I've been meaning to it's watch really, that. really good. Is it good? Okay. It's really good. Cause I saw it like in my thing and I'm like, you know, what? I really should watch that. Cause it, you can tell it's about how they were filming. Was it, is it about like the filming of animal house or something like that? Or was it just it's about basically Lampoon? about the main guy? Um, Oh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember his name or a futile and stupid gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Is the name of the movie. Uh, it's about Doug Kenny who co-founded National Lampoon in, like, the early 70s. Okay. And he went on to die really, really young. Oh, that's so You cool. know? Um, and there's always been some question. He was a very depressive person, you know, kind of manic. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But they say that. I mean, well, Robin Williams, com- same comedians, thing. I mean, yeah. Well, all comedians, yeah. it's about every comedian that I absolutely love. They're all either drug addicts or they're mentally screwed up or they're both. I mean, Doug Stanhope, for example, he's a complete drug addict drunk, and the guy's been like that for years, uh, but he's a brilliant comedian. Robin Williams goes without saying. I mean, that's one of the saddest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. When fucking Iron Maiden writes a song about you, yeah, okay, you that, know, you, I think you pretty much know that you've hit somebody's heart right there, because Iron Maiden basically has been writing you know, songs about, well, they've had different themes over the years, but it's always been way out there. So when they actually right, come right, back right. to Earth and say, let's write a song called Tears of a Clown, and it's about Robin Williams. That's tear jerking, right? Um, but that's Did so Smokey weird. Did Robinson sing on it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, just to hear that, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just oh, to hear cool. that, it's interesting to hear that because people, these these brilliant people that are just ungodly funny, man, they seem to be the ones that are the most oppressed. Yeah, this movie had Will Forte, Joel McHale, Domin Hall Gleason, Martin Mull, Emmy Rossum, Natasha Leone, Seth Green, John Daly. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Ed Helms. It's, it's, yeah. I'm going to have to watch it now because I saw it and I'm like, that looks interesting. And then I got on this whole letter, Kenny thing. And I've been, been kind of, you know, just stuck yeah. with that right now. Uh, but what I was saying though, was just that, like, you know, like the national lampoon stuff. I mean, yeah, it was as racy as racy got. Uh, but a lot of stuff I think was left to the imagination where I think like contemporary comedy and and nothing I'm saying here. Is is a shot on that? It's it's different. It is. It it's, is. And it's not exactly what I'm I'm used to, and that, I think that's maybe what turned me off of that stuff to a certain degree. Is I'm like, man, this is dare I say, this is shit's really just immature, right? Uh, you know, and maybe maybe that's that's sounding maybe a bit conceited. I don't know. It's just I'm like, this is well. So much of the comedy now, it just it goes for. You know, and I'm not complaining about it either, but it's all like dick and shit jokes in all sex based jokes. It They go for the easy kill. They don't just 
they don't make something that's actually funny. It's well, really yeah, more you know, about cock and balls. Well, and, you know, what, and what it, what to me it is is it's just it's an even it's just an even run right across the film where the entire film you you know it's just one thing yeah, after another yeah. you're being assaulted. Now, to be fair, like a movie like Animal House, right? I've said this before on this show. Animal House to me, it's to me there's not one moment in that movie that isn't funny. Right, so it, it, in in that same sentence, I'm saying this that kind of toes that line, but to me, there was just a certain classiness about it that they kind of set up with with Animal House. That's well, it was that of, era. It fits in it with just fits everything in with that was that. going on that time. Um, you know, but there's a there's a comedy also where it's like a comedian telling a very long joke. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, there's comedians like I would mention Doug Stanhope where he does bits that are like 15 20 minutes long. So he's telling a story and you know of course it's laced with funny things, but you get to the end, that's when you get the freaking jackhammer on your head and you're pissing yourself dry because he had to, you know, build this story, you know? Yeah, you're building from mm. the ground up. And then you to have reach the climax. That you, the climax. Yeah, you have the climax, yeah. right? And there's movies like that too. I really think and I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I know this is what <laughs> Kevin Smith, speaking of Kevin Smith, and we've talked about Tusk here a couple times on the show. And this is a failure in that, a serious failure in that, to me at least. Um, because when I watched that movie, I mean, the idea of what was happening to me was so fucking disturbing. It is. It's a very disturbing it's movie. really disturbing that it kind of overshadowed the fact that Kevin was trying to make light of this whole thing. And... If in when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, now I kind of get what's going on. Because if you listen to the soundtrack behind <laughs> it, if you listen to the music behind there, it's supposed to be like you know, it, it, he could have literally put Benny Hill, you know, the Benny Hill theme behind all that stuff, and, and it would have worked. See, when I watch Tusk, I've seen it a few, like maybe three times now. Yeah, it really reminds me of like si- like Silence of the Lambs type thing. Like it's very very dark, but he's poking fun at it at the same time. Well, yeah, and I and, and I totally missed that. Maybe it's because I'm not very smart. I don't know. <laughs> I I was so you're just smart I'm, enough. <laughs> my eyes were so wide going. What the this hell is, is fucking permanent? What he's doing? Like this is permanent. This is not a joke here. Like <laughs> that's all I could think of. Like oh my god, you know. Um, this it's is so terrible. sad at the end. It's sad. Um, but you know. When they're trying to get to that, I think that's what Kevin was trying to do is like do the same thing, like a long running joke. Because, like, the last act of the film, you have these people running around going, What the fuck? You know, what? and it's what's to happening? Be, it's supposed to be funny. You're supposed to be laughing at this, and you're not. But I couldn't. I, I'm like, Dude, you turn him into <laughs> fucking walrus, man. I mean, I, you know, this turned into a walrus. So, you know, maybe that's <laughs> a failed attempt at that. Um, you know, but there's, uh, of course, you know, we're, we're just kind of going off the top of our heads right now. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. The thing we were going to talk about tonight. Oh, you want to go there? I yeah, was let, just going to riff. Let's All right, just, fine, let's, let's do it. Let's get into it. That's fine. We didn't really have a topic tonight, but something happened a few days ago. And yeah. me and Scott have a mutual Dude. interest in this kind of stuff. Scott has well, a You're better at it than I am, apparently, right now, because I had no fucking clue. It was everywhere on the internet. I mean, it was like, boo. You know what? I haven't really been. That's the thing is, I have been so nose down with work. Yeah, and I have been there too. And I've been watching that letter candy the last few days, so I haven't really even been looking at anything. So, so yeah, you have your paranormal paranormal podcast, Ghostly Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about haunting movies and stuff like that yeah, on yeah, here yeah, yeah. quite a bit. But the other day, Lorraine Warren died. Yeah, and most people know of her and Ed Warren yeah. from. 
the Conjuring movies. Everybody knows them. That's from what really that. brought them to the forefront. I mean, those two, you know, for decades were paranormal investigators. Uh, they they had an interest in this stuff and they spent a lot of time with it and they were first brought into the limelight through the Amityville horror case. Yes. Um, and you know I I'm gonna it's gonna be kind of embarrassing for this too because I I've saw I've seen I think I've seen both there was two of them weren't there the yeah Conjuring one and two and then there was the Annabelle movies and I saw Annabelle I think Annabelle Creations actually really good. But we saw the nun. The nun's not the same thing, though. It's something totally. The different. nun is in that series is it in too. Same series. Yes. That wasn't very good. It's connected. It's yeah, all wonder, interconnected. Now there's the good. other one also. I didn't it just like came it. out last week. Yeah, yeah. The nun. No, there's another one. The Curse of La Llorona that so, came out last week. That's also is that part, James Wan. Also, it's his studio. It's, it's his part studio. of that series. Okay, all right. It's, it's another subset of yeah. The Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing. We don't really want to be disrespectful to the dead, obviously, but they were known as these paranormal experts. They had this thing. There are no experts in the paranormal. Stop that. Right. Okay. Paranormal investigators. (laughs) (laughs) They had this room in their house with all these supposed haunted objects, including the Annabelle doll, which is really a Raggedy Ann doll. It looks nothing like what's in the movie at all. They had to redesign it because the manufacturer of the Raggedy Ann doll would not Sue license it. Yeah. yeah, because they didn't want that to be licensed or attached yeah, to their dolls being that, scary. Yeah, with that thing, exactly. But the other thing with these two is that they sold themselves as one thing, but a whole different group of people viewed them as a different thing. Well, if you're going to get in, you know... Doug and I, in the old days of ghostly talk, yeah, uh, in the last decade, uh, the decade previous, we were lucky enough to talk to um, several people attached to that thing um, and whatnot. And you know what? We're totally going off the top of our heads here. And of course, the Amityville horror case. Oh my God! I can't believe I'm forgetting all this stuff now. I'm gonna have to look this up. Talk. Say something. Well, the Amityville horror case is one that they kind of blew open in the beginning of this whole thing they're the ones that kind of made the house famous they're the ones that said the house is haunted and they ingratiated themselves from what i understand of the story and from the movies and the book and all that they basically ingratiated themselves into the family and were almost selling them a false bill of goods on what was actually going on in the house and this from you know being kind of immersed in this stuff, and George Lutz is who I was thinking of. We were night, we were lucky enough, yeah, to yeah. actually talk to George Lutz um, when the film that came out in like 2006. There was a remake, the remake, of, the remake yeah, with mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, was it right? Yeah, it was Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and Melissa George, I yeah, believe. Yeah, um, we were able to talk to uh, George Lutz a couple times. He just came on our show. I don't know. How, a friend of ours got George Lutz on our show. <laughs> like, how the hell do we get George Lutz on here? Right. Uh, he's a very famous guy. Uh, and, I mean, he, there was a lot that was said. Uh, you know, and with that story, like you're, what you're talking about here, with any of these cases, I don't care what case it is, and that's what, the, what makes studying the paranormal and going into studying fringe stuff like this so difficult is a look 
nothing can be proven. It's all theory. Uh, even the people that you could say they were experts, and I say that in quotes right now. <laughs> uh, you can't see it because we're not videoing this. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. We're Tom. So, so even the, the experts again in quotes. They don't know. We were just discussing this last night on, on Ghostly Talk. We were taping on that show last night, and we—I mean, I don't think there's a day a show we do we don't mention that. Like, look, there's no experts. Even the people that are experts, you'd say, even they don't know what the fuck's going on. We have no idea. You know, it's a it's a moving target all the time. We don't know what's up. So when you have a case like the Amityville Horror, of course, you have one side like George Lutz saying look man this is what happened to me and let's you know and here's the problem with this like we're we're diving into deep waters here mm-hmm, understood because it's been documented that george lutz even stepped back and admitted that it was a hoax and he made it up just to pay off his mortgage because he was broke right right uh he was he was he was having financial problems and he thought this may be a way to do it this that's been documented i can't what i'm saying i don't know either way you yeah, we're not trying way. to disparage no. dead people or anything like that. Not that at all. Not that at all. But I, I've seen a lot of stuff, even in social media the past couple of days, and I've said it. Yeah. Where people have posted like, oh, Lorraine Warren passed away, blah, 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 you know, the grandmother of paranormal research and this and that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 That's whoa. That's a fair- that, That's whoa. a fair assessment, yeah. but also slash con job. That could and very well be. You you don't know. I don't know. I've-, I've I, I, can say I've been. I was lucky enough to meet Lorraine Warren once. She was very nice to me. I mean, she, I couldn't really. She's very t- even. That was like ten years ago, and she was very old then. Uh, I think she. They said she was ninety two. Yeah, I think it was ninety two years old. So she was like eighty two when I met her, and she was. She had to have people helping her out. So I was able just to say hi, nice to meet you, and cool. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go back to the bar. So. <laughs> um, very nice. So that's the thing with this is, you know, I don't think we should take any sides here. I don't think we want to. No, But no. discussing it's interesting because, yeah, it has went both ways. And I, and this isn't the first time that someone has taken something and realized they had a cash cow on their hands and said, let's run with this. Let's just, let's just bullshit or just make it up and let's just go, right? Um, there's some interesting ideas in this field where and I've seen this happen, you know. I don't want to go too far into it's talking fine. about we the ghost time. shit, but <laughs> yeah. like we were just discussing this with our guest last night, and I've been saying this for years about this type of research, and I say research also in quotes too. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in anything when it comes to science. Really, I, I have an interest in it. It's a hobby of mine, right? Well, and you take what you view and you process it and you decide. Is this something that exists or something that doesn't exist? Yes. But the thing is, is I think people, especially nowadays, who are getting into this field that are that are researchers and they're all amateurs. Nobody, I don't want to hear anybody say they're a professional. If you're a professional, you're making a living at it. You're not making a living at this. You're an amateur. I've been an amateur <laughs> for over 20 years. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an amateur until I decide not to do it anymore. So what happens is you go into an environment, right? And maybe this is what happened with the war with and Lorraine Warren and the Lutz family too, where this is how you don't do it. Let's just take this as a scenario here. I'm not saying this is what happened. This is a scenario. 
go into a situation. We think our house may be haunted, and we heard you're you know you're you're into this kind of stuff. So why don't we talk about it? You know, come in here and talk about it, and let's take do your research and tell me if I have a ghost or not. Well, the, first off, you can't do that. No one can. No one. Can no one can say that. definitively yeah, you, you have a you spirit or it. a ghost in your house. You can't do it, right? However, some people are really excited to do that, though, which is very wrong. The way I look at this stuff, um, and that's why I get my grit my teeth with, at the TV shows and, and the, a lot of the movies I've seen, too, because when the places that I've went over the years, uh, and it's not so much these days, but it don't change my attitude towards it. When I've went to a place and done something or done some type of research, and it's the same thing. Hey, we think we might have a ghost in our house. We heard you're into this. Do you want to come and check it out? Fine. So I go there, and the first thing I say, no matter what, I say, okay, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take pictures. We're going to take audio. We're going to take video. We're going to do, we might even have a sensitive come in here and walk around. Well, and, yeah, you're going to you use know, all the tools that are at tools. your disposal to try and And build. all you're going to see is what we come up with, okay? If we see something on a camera or the video camera or we pick something up on audio, we find anomalous, then we'll report it to you. If we don't get anything, I'm going to report that to you. Nothing we're going to do here is going to prove anything. Can you deal with that? Can you deal? I mean, not you, Chris. But I know, I know. Can you deal with that? <laughs> I can deal with it. The thing with this stuff is this is, a. I think, I don't think people that are, and I'm going to be blunt. Look, you watch a couple episodes of whatever TV show and Ghost it inspires hunters, you. Whatever. It inspires you. And I think that's really great. That's cool if you want if that draws you an interest into this field. However, you need to understand what the responsibility you have if you're going into someone's home and you're going to say, "Oh, you no doubt it's obvious to me you have a demon here." When you don't have no basis of making a determination like that. Not because it's just stupid to do that. It's because you are putting people's men, you know, you're putting people's mental putting health their, in your hands. I mean, if somebody came into my house and said something like that, like, yeah, for sure, you've got a demon in your house. The good thing is with somebody like me who is not weak willed or yeah. weak minded, I'm going to go into Dana Scully mode here and my skepticism. Yeah is going to go through the roof because I'm a skeptic already. I do believe in the paranormal. I believe that there are hauntings. I believe in ghosts. I believe in all of that. I really do. I think there's something happening. I, yeah, I agree there, with you. Things happen. We know people right in St. Clair Shores that had a haunt that have a haunted house. Mm -hmm. And no doubt that house, yeah. there's something going on there. But I think sometimes these people like the Warrens, they amplify well, that and, and they come in and they say, yeah, you have, you know, this paranormal thing going on, this phenomenon, and we're going to try to drive it out of your house. Well, but that's that's my point with this thing. Like that, like what I'm saying, what can happen in a situation like this? And this has happened. This has been proven over and over again. People have done experiments on this, and this is hard evidence, actually. Um, and we've done experiments with this, too, where you can literally manufacture a ghost. I say oh, that really? Ghosts, too. Well, now, now, and I'm not saying this is what Ed and Lorraine Warren did, but this may be some of the, the hysteria that could have been created as a result of this, right? Um, there have been experiments done where people literally, there was an experiment done about 25, 30 years ago in Toronto, um, I forgot what university at this point, but 
on their campus, they just started going around telling stories. Saying, I mean, they made up saying, "Well, there was this, there was this old janitor who got who got murdered, got by a mugger, right, right, and right. Now his ghost walks around the campus, right? And they just kept telling the story at parties and just kept going for like a year. And next thing they know, they start getting reports because they start they 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 just started hearing stories and reports of people seeing something on campus, right? Now maybe there was something there. I don't know." But maybe it was huh. this hysteria thing that you're creating when you front load someone with information like that. So yeah, for let's sure. Just, let's just to play devil's advocate for a second. George Lutz and his family think there's some weird stuff going on. Ed and Lorraine Warren come in, right? And they start doing their research. And hey, maybe they do come up with something, right? They see something and go, oh my God, what the hell's going on here, right? We need to get this house blessed. We need to do this. Well, just as a result of that, in my opinion, uh, you're going to start creating some type of hysteria with a family. It's going to put you on edge. Look, I had a sensitive tell me that there was a ghost that lived in the closet in my condo. I was told this. Like, there's a spirit that lives in the closet in your condo of a little kid. That's, that's what I'm seeing, right? And I said, ha, 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 ha. Bullshit. I went home that night, and I kind of laid down on my bed and looked over the closet, and I'm like, hmm. Maybe there Makes is you a think. little spirit. Yeah. Right? And it, that's gets, even- it gets the wheels turning, and they can play to paranoia and fear because most people that I know, if you're told there's ghost, there's something paranormal going on in your house, and then you have this person that is a supposed researcher. Well, or- yeah, a researcher or a, or a sensitive or a medium. See, what happens is people that don't study this stuff, they automatically ex- assume, like we, we've we said, that this person's an expert in this thing, and, they're, and, they, and what they're- they say ends everything, and that's it's, that's not true. And, I, and the, I, I would say that even with Ed and Lorraine Warren, with all the years of research they had behind them, which I say that with the utmost respect towards those people, um, that... Doesn't it's not true though? I mean, they're just researchers and they're trying to find answers too. I don't know them personally. You don't know them personally though no. either. And all, all I'm going by is the stuff that I've read over time and the movies. I can't really lend any credence to. They're just movies. They're entertainment, right? Um, to hear Ed and Lorraine Warren talk about having sex in a movie that kind of creeped me out. <laughs> my head up a little bit, but you know, whatever. That's fine. But those movies, nonetheless, they're fun to watch. And and I and I think I we both enjoyed them, uh, but they do make you think. They get me thinking about stuff. And yeah, with Lorraine Warren's recent passing, um, which I do say that with a heavy heart. Um, I think whatever whatever shrapnel was thrown back and forth, or whatever there may be, because there was still to this day a lot of debate. On the there's still going to be the, the debate with the Amityville Horror House will be going on forever. It's something that you'll oh, never because people are still yeah um, going on about what happened there. Did it happen? But were there actual murders in that house that happened before they the lived DeFeo there? family the did DeFeo there, there, family there were murders. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a pretty nasty scene. It was ugly. Um, the DeFeo family had ties to the mafia. There was a lot of stories. There's a lot of things uh, involved with that. Um, however, they were saying that. Ron, is it Ron Ronnie DeFeo? Ronnie DeFeo. Yeah. He was possessed. That was the idea is that he became possessed by a demon and that's why he murdered his family. He was just a crazy fuck. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that could be the other side of it too. I mean, I think that was more likely there the was case. Some, there was some serious dysfunction in that family. 
Well, because it's hard to believe, okay, this guy was possessed by a demon. He killed his entire family. And then the house is haunted after that. However, it's very strange. However, um, well, no, that was, yeah, that was, that was before the Lutz family moved in. I think. Yes. I got to figure out the the timeline because I thought now, you know, I will say like, was it, was it Amityville part two where they showed that was the DeFeo family. That was a dramatization of the DeFeo family. And I will say that scene where they, the Rhonda fails walking through the house, shooting the family and he's actually possessed looking. That was some fucking disturbing looking shit. That, that, that was, was scary looking man. That was kind of different for that time. You hadn't really seen that kind of brutal. It was brutal. He was killing babies for God's sake. He was killing yeah. children. His uh, entire family. Yeah. It was hard to watch. And you know, the incest thing that was a part of that too. That was That was a really ugly movie. I remember that just kind of like seeing that younger, younger. It's gruesome. Yeah. It was it's hard gruesome. to watch. Um, but yeah, there was the, com- you know, and I don't follow these films, you know, as far as the films, like I know you guys have, but yeah, I did see the conjuring one and two, uh, and they were interesting. They were fun to watch. I remember, I think we saw them both in the theater. Uh, but all I left there with, you know, and one thing I want to mention too about Lorraine Warren and Ed Warren too, you know, whatever has been said, I think those two did tirelessly pr- promote studying the paranormal which I thought was a cool thing. I thought that was cool. Uh, whatever reasons they may have had for that, I don't know, and I can't really... I'm not going to make any accusations to those people as far as their whatever their motivations were. They obviously made plenty of money through books and media appearances and stuff like that. Uh, the problem is, is I don't think we'll ever know what the truth is. And that's it's sad. I'd like to know it, but I don't think we'll ever know what the truth is. Well, because the sad thing about... You want to hold these people up in some high regard that they were good people. Yeah. But, yeah, you will never know because now they're both gone. There's well, the nobody minute, to admit. And the minute you get paid for anything, your credibility is going to be put right, in question. Right. I don't care who you are, right? Uh, that's the problem with this. Now, here's the other side of that, though, to, to be fair, because I there's been other cases with people not just with studying ghosts, but with people, you know, in UFO. I've I've read some books and I've watched interviews with people who were, you know, what do you call it? They were anonymous or they were covered up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was I remember watching one where they said, "Well, you say you're 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 doing this because you want the truth to come out, but we had to pay you twenty thousand dollars to talk to us. So what the hell is that all about?" And he's like, "Well, here's the problem here." I've had to completely, I lost my entire career as a result of doing what I'm doing right now. And I have to keep a roof over my head somehow and I have to eat. This is the only way I have to make any money now. I lost my job as a result of coming out and telling the truth. Right. So that's a side of it you have to look at. Like, okay, you have people now who have dedicated their lives to studying something that most people would not want to go near. Not, Not out of fear, but out of the fact that, like, look, I can't make a living doing this. How am I supposed to feed my family? How am I supposed to feed myself? So if you look at it that way, it's like, well, these people have to make a living somehow to doing this. And if they found a way to make a living doing it, well, then 10 points to you. I mean, I can't really fault that, though, too. So is it nefarious? Is it not? That's the thing. Like, this stuff is so well, it's weird, see, man. And, you know, again, I'm very skeptical. You know, I we we watched Ghost Hunters for years, and every time they'd find something, I was always skeptical of it. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, and they did have some really cool stuff. A few times, there were three or four episodes of Ghost Hunters that I was sold, that I was like, yeah, yeah. they found something, that's proof, it's there. What I think is really cool about the whole Ed and Lorraine Warren thing is they did have this little museum yeah. of these items that they say yeah. were haunted or possessed by a demon, yeah. like like the Annabelle doll. Yeah, and, and their idea was let's just keep this stuff in one place, keep it locked away so it can't hurt anybody, right? That's kind of what the idea was. Yeah, keep uh, it locked up, put away. Yeah. Nobody can get to it here. So that has, to me, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I should be more skeptical. But to me, that says, hey, we be- they believed it. They believed. There's no doubt in my mind that they were they were convinced that there's something there was something going on that beyond our understanding. What I refer refer to now as a force of nature, we don't understand, and I I agree with them on that, hundred percent. Am I a drooling hippie spiritualist walking around going love and light about everything? Hell no, I'm as skeptical as they come, but from my experience and from things that my friends have experienced. And, and stuff that we've documented, yeah, there's definitely something that that's beyond our understanding. And as I refer to, as a, it's a force of nature we don't understand yet as people, right? Um, and it's as simple as that, I think. And that don't make you crazy for saying that. I think that's very logical and uh, very, very open-minded to say, like, look, there's something, there's stuff around, there's stuff, fuck, there's parts of this plant we've never explored. There's part, there's, there's, the deep sea we've never explored. We have no idea what's down there. You know, there, we've already found certain things on this plant that defy logic to a certain degree. There's creatures that can live in thousands of degree temperatures, for example. Uh, that defies logic because if our dirty bags of water no, we'd fry so right away, we, we'd, we'd vaporize. We'd just exactly. Be a, we'd be a red, a red cloud, and that'd be the end of us, right? There's things that can survive in temperatures and and live on things that we could never imagine living on. So. Who's to say that there are forces that we just don't understand yet? Maybe we will in our lifetimes understand them. Maybe we won't. I don't project we do. I don't think in our lifetimes, me and you, Chris, we probably won't. But when you know when you're studying this stuff like Ed and Lorraine Warren did, I think that they I can agree with them. They probably had the same mindset that I have about it. Like, yeah, it's very probable in our lifetimes we won't have the answers we want to have. But we got to build on something, and that's our job to do is to build on that, right? Get a foundation going. Like any science, like anything out there, computers started as very, very rudimentary, big, clunky machines, and look at what we have now. Now it's all in our hands. And in another 10 years, it's going to be even, it's going to be something else that we can't even project right now. I said this last night when we were talking. I'm like, if you told me 20 years ago, just 20 years ago, that I'd have a device in my hand that I could look at and have a conversation, two-way conversation with someone while I could see them. Right, right. I'm like, that's Star Trek shit, man. That's really cool. That's like 400 years in the future. There's no way. And we're doing it right now. We can do it right now on our phone. And I think that's, you know, these Conjuring movies that have been out, they've taken place in like... The seventies and like the eighties. There's another one coming out. I don't know when that what the time frame is going to be on that. But I think even the Annabelle two movie, which they weren't really a part of, it was just part of the franchise. Part of the franchise, yeah. I think it's kind of unique that when you look back at this paranormal research they were doing in the seventies, 
they didn't have all these crazy tools. We didn't have thermal imagers. We didn't have digital recorders. Yeah, yeah. Things were being done with film. Things were being done with audio cassettes. But the biggest thing that was being done was the act of physically just being there, trying to experience read my mind. Read my mind. what was going on that with these changed, families. That no? hasn't changed. No. Because see, everything I see now is like, oh, buy this thermal imager to... It's all bullshit. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's how I... That's my yeah. opinion. Oh, I, okay? I'm sure. I say this more than I... Often nowadays, I've been saying it for years, though. What I personally want to get out of this now, or what I think Ed and Lorraine did, I agree 100% with you on that, is that they, a lot of times, the greatest tool you have is your mind. Now that can be your enemy too, right? That's yeah, the convincing yourself. That's the something. challenge. I got done talking about this hysteria thing a few minutes ago. It can be your enemy too, but you know that's the thing. I mean, some of the things that I've experienced myself, and I know other people, I, they've experienced just like it just happened. I have no way to prove it. I didn't record anything. I didn't take a picture of it. It's something that I just felt in me or on me, uh, whatever. I mean. I don't feel like going into all the craziness of that, but yeah. these were experiences. They were sensations, things I felt that I can't explain, right? And I think that's I I know that's what Led and Lorraine were doing. Warren were doing also. Um, it isn't about yeah. I know the gadgets. You know, and I mean, look, I I think this field has turned into golf in a lot of ways sometimes because yeah, yeah I, it's. And, we go to conferences for this stuff. The radio show, Ghostly Talks, going to a handful of conferences this year. And we've been to them for many years. And every year I go to there and there's always the tech tables. And you have people there with these gadgets they've built, which is super cool. This sprays holy water. Yeah. And there's guys that are <laughs> out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've talked to a lot of guys. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> um, I've talked to a lot of guys who sat me down and said, look, check out, look what I'm doing. This is what I'm, I'm actually working on scanning software they can, you know, they can detect movement in a dark room and then actually make like a constellation figure out of it. And we can see that I was what I saw this last year at a conference this guy showed me this software he's writing that can do this. And he's like, OK, I'm going to show you one of the films that I got that I picked something up. And there's this thing that comes by anomalous being. There's this, well, yeah, you, you know, and it's cool because you see the little, you know, it's basically a line. It'd be a vector line thing that he that he that it automatically gets drawn. It gets picked up with, by the software. Um, and But then once you look in there, you're like, oh my God, there is something black behind that. And I wouldn't have seen that unless this guy had, crea had, had worked created it, you know, this And thing. it was still beta. He's like, I'm still beta testing this shit. He's like, but I just wanted to show you. I thought it'd be cool. I'm like, yeah. So the technical stuff's amazing. And you're right, Chris. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that, especially now with, how, you know, every day is like Christmas now, it seems like for technology. Uh, but I think, even Ed and Lorraine Warren, I know that's what they were. They were like, they would go somewhere and just, what do you feel? What do you feel, man? You know, and they portrayed that in the films a lot too. And Lorraine she was Warren. very, she was very religious. Too. Yeah. But very, Lorraine, very Lorraine Warren, there was, I know in those films, she had scenes where she feels something. Right. And I think that's like, to me, that's the, that's the way to go with this stuff. However, the, the technical stuff, Hey, if somebody can figure something out, they can handle her fist. Prove, look, this is energy that I'm picking up with this thing, and I can prove it through zeros and ones now, hard science. What yeah. this is, hell yeah, go for it, dude. 
I'd like nothing more than to see that. I think it'd be great. Uh, but, you know, these films, I think they really have, to me, the the best thing they did was they, they have promoted the field. And they got yeah. people thinking about stuff. You know, and I... It, it's sad sometimes, I think, that it takes a whole movie for people to become aware of something. However, that seems like a really great medium. I mean, I've I've complained about it before. It's like, you know, I've said like Titanic. Oh, my God, what a tragedy. Motherfucking thing happened 100 years ago. You right, just found right, out about right, it now? Right. Pick up a damn book. But that's just not how people, that's not, and that's just, people are different. That's okay, you know? But yeah, it's the same thing with this. Yeah. Introduce yourself to different things. Be yeah. involved in different things. I think movies are a good, like I said, they're a great, they're a great platform for that. Well, because these two were really popular in the community. Oh, they were, they were, for they were decades. famous. They were famous. They were, they're still ghost, famous. They were ghost hunting famous. Yeah. Right. When I, there was a lady at the conference that I met Lorraine at, a lady actually met her and started crying, like just got on her hands and knees and started crying. Like this woman was like goddess to her. Wow. I don't know. She was just so honored to meet her that she was overcome by emotion and i'm not judging her in any way and that's just oh no that's no. just that's just to illustrate the weight these people carried as far as you know in that in that in their arena of study they were world famous people they they they, they weren't just they were famous even outside of that i think i mean they were that famous uh and it was you know as a result, I think of the Amityville, Amityville horror. Amityville horror. Reason. So this goes back decades and decades, like you said. So they were famous outside of studying, you know, the, this little community of people that are into the into studying stuff like this. They were world famous. They were celebrities. Bottom line. So, so I just I do wonder, you know, about their portrayal on screen versus no idea real life. It would just be interesting to see those two waited against each other to see, you know, did they really act like this? Was, it, uh, there's, was yeah. their relationship like this, like it is in the movie, were they really close, knit yeah. and tight? You know, because not all husbands and wives are. No. Uh, it would just be interesting to know, is this a realistic presentation of them? Yeah. I would yeah. imagine not. Obviously, it's highly dramatized. They're adding things in there. You know, well, you, uh, when you're walking into a yeah. room, it's not going to be full of fog and shit. Oh, fuck that. You know, yeah, obviously, these things are made up because it's considered well, a horror is, movie. We're talking about their private lives here now, too, right? And they're dramatizing their private lives. Yes. And I don't. I'm sure that we we could probably hop on YouTube right now and find a bunch of videos of Ed and Lorraine Warren doing their work. I know it's out there, um, but I don't know how much you're going to find of their private lives. None. So I think there's going to be liberties taken, like like when they make the dinosaur specials. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're like, well, we don't really know what color they were. We're so just, we just guessing. Kinda, we're just kind of guessing. So the same thing goes for Ed and Lorraine's Warren's private life, in my opinion. We don't really know what they were like because that's none of our damn business, frankly, in, in their private life, in their marriage. I mean, that's not really, in my opinion, that's no one's business. No. Um, that's a sacred thing right there, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was some liberties oh, taken. Oh, absolutely. You know, like I already said, I'm like, when I heard like them talking about having sex, I was like, now I've you know and I've had this picture of this couple in my head my entire life and to have that kind of crammed down my throat I'm like 
like, it's like my parents. You yeah. just look like these two nice old people yeah, who just happen to be with you into the paranormal. And now I'm thinking about you having sex. Yeah, and that's just not good. That's not cool. <laughs> so they could they couldn't they could have just left that on the cutting room floor, is my opinion. But but it is Vera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but they were cool flicks. I mean, I know we kind of sidelined a lot of this stuff, but I mean, that's what gets my brain going with these things because I've just been doing this for so many years. I don't look at it as just a movie. I mean, this is a, this was attached to two very real people who were out there who were surrounded by a shitload of controversy, and they still are. They'll, in my opinion, this this debate will probably rage on even more intensely now with uh, Lorraine Warren's recent passing away. So it'll probably ignite a lot of this stuff again. Right? Yeah, because people like to talk. And that's great. And that's it's good. great. I would just like to see more actual history about them. Yeah. Because I'm skeptical of a lot of this stuff, I would like to actually read more about them instead of seeing dramatizations of what happened. Oh, there's like, plenty. There's a lot of stuff out there. Oh, I'm sure, because there's, there's books and all books, that yeah. stuff. It's just a matter so, of sitting down with that. I know personally, it was, I mean, that wasn't an interest of mine. It was more just, you know, the cases themselves. Right. That we were, you know, and I know we were really lucky to talk to people like George Lutz back in the day. I mean, we were fortunate to talk to him not too long before he passed away. You know, and that was like in 2006, I think. When yeah, that was a away. while ago. Um he actually told a really funny story to us because he went and saw that Amityville horror remake. <laughs> and he said he came out of the theater all pissed off. And, you know, he just told us the story. I don't know what was up with it, but he was angry. And one of the, the theater employees, one of the ushers were like, are, are you okay, sir? And he's like, no, I'm not. And they're like, well, why not? He's like, well, I just watched that movie in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, you Amityville horror. He's like, yeah, I saw that. It was really good. He's like, let me show you my license. <laughs> he pulled, he's like, I'm George Lutz. And the kid's like, wait, you're George Lutz? He's like, yeah. And that's a bunch of bullshit in there. You know, he, he didn't like the portrayal. So, I I mean, that's just the little things we were able to, you know, get from George Lutz. It was really neat to talk to the guy. And, yeah, it's, I don't know. That's that's all there is to this stuff. I mean, I know we kind of really kind of took a wide approach to this yeah. discussion. Um but they're interesting films nonetheless. And there's not those aren't the only films out there, you know, about portraying, you know, cases. Obviously The Exorcist was, you know, about a about a very real case also, too, which they took liberties on that. The the actual subject wasn't even it wasn't a girl, it was a boy. I was based I if I'm correct, it was based on the Einfield uh case. Um so they took liberties on that too. I think all films gonna do that. I think if you took it right to the letter it may not be easy and that's what the problem is with portraying cases like paranormal cases or cases of exorcisms and stuff like that it's not all that exciting i don't think uh there's only maybe a couple of minutes of real intensity when it comes to cases like this where something may actually happen and yeah it's not exciting until around. it's not really exciting until shit starts to go sideways yeah the shit that starts to convince you that oh yeah yeah there really is something going on here now I'm freaking the fuck out. Well, yeah, but, you know, as much as we love movies, I mean, they are a problem when it comes to trying to study this stuff. Because, yeah, you do get front loaded. Most people get front loaded with these ideas that, well, if you become, you become, you know, a paranormal investigator. I don't like, I hate saying the word ghost hunter. What, what the fuck are you hunting? Uh, you're not hunting anything. Uh, 
you're investigating, you're researching something, you're trying to understand something. Uh, people get into this because they do have this idea like, you know, well, yeah, man, this is crazy. I'm going to have stuff going on. Or there's going to be demons chasing me around. It's like, no, dude. <laughs> no, dude. A lot not of times you sit in a place and you just, I've done it. We've been at places for 12 hours sometimes with our, with all the equipment running. And we stood outside and drank coffee and talked, had some great conversations, got to know some really great people as a result of that. Uh, and then we take all that stuff back. Process it all. Yeah, and try to understand and, and go through it all, try to understand. And a lot of times, like, there's nothing here. That's what the reality is. Now, how do you make that into a show or a movie? You don't. People no, would, because there's nothing exciting going your, on. You lose your ass, right? So that while, you know, we love movies, you and I love movies, We everybody involved here loves movies. At the same time, I have to sit there and fight that too with people who you know we're trying to mentor and say forget everything you've seen on tv forget it all it's fun to watch it's entertainment we're not talking about entertainment here you know so it depends on, i guess what you want like you said it's golf it's well it can turn into that too. yeah i think ed and lorraine warren were looking for answers they truly were i think maybe in the midst of that maybe some things went sideways I mean, well, maybe to say maybe, yeah, the money did take over in some cases, but I've already explained my, my side of that too. Like this is what their job was. How are they yeah, supposed you gotta to survive? Live somehow. Right? You have to live. Am I defending them? Hell no. But those are just some objective points that I think are very fair for these people. Like you got to make a living somehow. Uh, and if you're not, if you're spending all your time doing this, well, how the fuck are you supposed to live? Well, and the fact of the matter is they got known for their research and their demonology demonology yeah. from in early you know and they're probably in their 20s when yeah, well, they, they kind of got famous for this so obviously old school they saw yeah. you know a way to live yeah and yeah and again this is just you know both of us are coming at this um because i i've never i've i've done my reading I followed on them, but I'm not like a super fan. I so I don't have all the the yeah. bits. Uh, but I know there's been a lot of stuff, you know, around them. Uh, as I said, they they came, they were above. I mean, just a small community of people out there that research this stuff. They were celebrities globally. I think they were world renowned people. So, uh, so rest in peace, Lorraine Warren. I mean, I got this news when I got here. And I'm kind of embarrassed about that. <laughs> I was like, well, we're canceling because Mara's sick. Yeah. What can we do? Oh, Lorraine Warren died the other day. Let's throw a show together. So we got we got comedy and we got death. <laughs> and demons. And demons. And yeah. dead people. Let's cut it off there. I think we're good. All right. We got a nice, All right, uh, guys. We went a lot longer than I thought we were going to go. Yeah, yeah. With you. I was All right. Clock. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> We'll be back next week, hopefully, with our episode on the, the dirt. dirt. I want to talk about this. It's yeah, really fun. I was excited. What we'll, we'll do it next week? It'll be great. I'll watch it again now. I have a chance to watch it again. Yeah, now. me too. Soak it in some more. Yeah, cool. soak it up. All right, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find the Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. <laughs>